All right, everyone. Welcome to episode 142 of the Fantasy Timeline. Proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. I'll be your host tonight uh, instead of our dashing Josh. Uh, I'm Drew at dr underscore pra, and I've got a familiar face with us again here, Bill at SupaDupaflex. How you doing tonight, Bill? Doing well. Uh, excited to be back. Uh, I think last time I was with Josh, uh, you were out yeah. and about. So uh, this time it'll be cool to catch up with you and uh, talk some football. Yeah, man. Excited to see you here. I know we both got a chance to catch up with you in the spring some. And then, yeah, Josh got his his uh, one-on-one with you a few weeks back. So I'm excited to, to catch up a little bit as well. So, um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll jump right into a little bit of the news here. There's a lot to pick from. We were just talking a minute ago. Some of it uh, has some substance probably, and then a lot of it probably does not. But uh, a lot of quarterback news this week as we're heading into the first weekend of games. Um, you've got Really, uh, we'll see what happens with Deshaun Watson, I guess. He keeps coming uh, back to the news cycle here, but been named the starter for Friday, uh, pending any league decisions between now and then. Um, saw a couple of tweets earlier today with some projections and predictions about where the league will land uh, up to a year, some heftier fines, et cetera. Uh, where, where are you with him at this point? If you Do you still have any teams with Deshaun Watson or are you looking to get any teams with Deshaun Watson? Yeah. I mean, I, I do have, um, I think two out of my 14 teams has, uh, Watson. They are, one of them is like a kind of a rebuild. So it's Mm -hmm. like, uh, I'm not too worried about it one way or the other. Um, and the other league is I'm pretty deep at quarterback. So that's the, the teams I'm, you know, okay, having him on my roster just because I'm not relying on him. Um, I think I've, if I'm rebuilding, I'm still, you know, adding him. Um, I'm not necessarily a person who um, worries too much about um, having people that maybe don't match my um, character, uh, you know, what I would have as my friends. Yeah. Um, you know, that's not necessarily what I impose on my uh fantasy football rosters so um i'm totally fine adding him um if i can get him cheap um i don't think right now is the right time to add him honestly like i think that wait until they come out and give him his punishment because i'm pretty sure it will be more than the six games um you know i I think that we started to see the watson value go up when they announced the six games because everybody was just kind of like oh that's it and so um so we see it's just going to snap back um so any discount you can get um you know there's there's a little bit of a concern is he gonna all of a sudden still be deshaun watson immediately he's been off for a year and probably a year and a half or more now um so i mean there's definitely things to think but i mean he did he did amazing from college into the pros so why could he not do the same you know with a break so um yeah it's interesting like i'm i'm not sure i'm adding him like or i'm not going out and adding him yet like let's just just let's just wait um how about you like what are your thoughts on it yeah i've got him on two teams currently as well and one that i was hoping to be a contender this year so I'm, I'm kind of in a, a bit of a conundrum here to see because my other quarterbacks are uh, Justin Fields. And I think I picked up Pickett this year just for some depth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was really hoping to get anchored by 
Watson this year because I've got uh, I've got a couple of other I got Brees Hall because I, I earned the 101 in that league. Uh, got Javante uh, through a trade last year, so kind of building slowly there, but uh, may have to hold off for one more year. So I'm trying to decide. Uh, you know, we can't put him on IR because he's suspended, but if he's gone for the whole year, it's fine because it won't count against me. It'll just take up a roster spot. Um, but yeah, I've gotten some offers in another league where uh, it was pretty bad last year. But again, if if he played this year, I've got Josh Allen as my other quarterback, and then I think it's Zach Wilson. And uh, gosh, I can't even remember who my fourth is, but nobody to write home about. So is that that hope that maybe I'd have a, a Watson Allen duo starting really turn my fortunes around? So I've gotten a couple of offers um, with some pieces that I'm not really a big fan of. So I'm definitely still holding there. Um, I'm curious what you'd be willing to or what you're hoping you might see the price dip to in the next couple of weeks or few weeks here. Yeah, actually, I was I was going to bring up that same question to you. Um, I, I think that, you know, like, he's got to be like, I mean, his actual value is probably what multiple firsts. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I mean, you might find somebody who's in that situation like you, who does want, um, you know, does want to compete or contend this year. And you're concerned because um everything's in in place except for him and he might be your biggest um asset right to be able to flip so like you got to flip him for another quarterback so like what kind of court what level of quarterback are you like flipping him for is it like can you would you flip him for Dak you know like I would yeah so and he's kind of that like kind of that you know some people have him in the same tier as the other guys and some people have him as maybe the top of the next tier, um, you know, where like he's behind like the borough tier, you know? And, yeah, and so, yeah, I mean, who's, who's the next guy? Like, is it like, I don't even know who I'm so bad with ADP right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking like, guys like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm shooting at a young guys guy. like Lance yeah, I don't know if I get that. Uh, well, I, I know in the league, in one league, I have them because it's my father-in-law. There's no way it's close, so I'm not mm-hmm. getting Lance in that league. Um, like yeah, Trevor I, Lawrence, I think, is he the next like level of player? Like, is that kind of? Yeah, I, I guess I my mind goes to like, can I get a Stafford in a little bit extra? Can I get a, a Russ Russ Wilson with a little bit of unknown there? Yeah, Russ is actually the next player, probably in line, right? Like, would you do it straight up? Uh, I, I probably would. Cause I think, I think my window in that league that I want to contend is the next couple of seasons. I've got two more first next year with another couple of seconds behind it. So I can reload again in 23. If, uh, you know, I fall short this year or I can move those 23s to get another piece midway through the season. If I really feel like I can make a strong run this year. So, uh, if Russ gives me a good chance to compete, I don't mind having Russ and Javante together. It's not my favorite, uh, to have the quarterback running back duo, but, uh, it could do worse. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like he doesn't catch passes. So, I mean, they are, you know, somewhat correlated. Um, Yeah, I think that, like, that's kind of the sort of trade you're going to have to make is for a quarterback or for a quarterback plus or, you know, maybe maybe you do Watson plus for, you know, maybe somebody equal to him or a little better than him. And, you know, because I don't think anybody's just going to trade Watson for picks. I don't think, you know, necessarily you're going to get too many people who are willing to, 
um, trade Watson for other positions, you know, running backs or I, I just don't see that, you know, as often, I guess. So you really have to find somebody who's in a pinch for a quarterback and that's how you can make moves. But pick wise, I mean, I don't know, like maybe you give up your first and second for him, but I don't see people like making those mm-hmm. trades, you know, even two sec two firsts. I'm not sure they pull the trigger. So I, I really think that um, it's hard to value it outside of just QB, you know, player for or position for position, which is, you know, typically uncommon, but of course in Superflex, that's what you sometimes have to do. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if I could move him for maybe an, uh, an aging in air quotes running back uh, that might give me another year or two. And then, uh, you know, if I could move my 23 first for another quarterback or something like that, where people would be more excited to get the picks for a, a quarterback that's playing if they're trying to tank for next year and, and move those firsts up. But It'll be interesting to see. I, I can't wait to see what DLS Trade Finder has in the next next couple of weeks here, and kind of watch that value roller coaster up and down. Yeah, or do you just bite the bullet and buy like Brady or something, right? Like, yeah, and and just weather the storm. That might be the yeah. yeah. The better That's play. actually a, a pretty good idea. I've got to think about who's got Brady in that league. Because <laughs> I mean, what's Brady going for now? Twenty three second depends on the team right like i mean if there's a yeah. contender they're not gonna move them for a second yeah. so yeah i'll take a look that's a good idea uh you mentioned uh, trey lance and uh, i think it came out pretty early last week uh but it sounds like they've officially announced he's their guy for the year so what does that do for his value for you or have you always been kind of in the same kind of valuation assuming he'd start eventually yeah, I mean, it doesn't do too much for me, I guess, because, I mean, there's enough things being said during the offseason, you know, about um, Garoppolo. You know, we're trying to trade him, but we can't just because of his injury and things like that. So they're basically telling you that, you know, Lance was the guy. But now, because the news comes out, you know, and people hear it word for word as opposed to putting two and two together – um, you know, everybody's catching up to maybe where, you know, people have been talking about it for the last four or five months. Um, you know, everybody's in the same place now. So um, it probably did bump his value up a bit just because those other people now are, you know, on the same page. But uh, personally, like it did, there, it's done nothing for me. Um, I mean, he, he's so pricey now that it's like, like he's already like at, you know, some of the uh, elite quarterbacks value, like what people want, yep. at least in my experience. So, and I can't blame them. Yep. Like, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, like, I mean, we still haven't seen like amazing things, but like, what was it? In the last two games he played, he ran 24 times, you know I mean? It's like, there's just, yeah. net offense is just going to make him at least reasonably efficient. So, um, as long as he's not like, uh, oh man, who was that quarterback that was uh, like their second or third round pick um, before they signed Garoppolo? He had played a few times uh, from Iowa. I can't think of. Oh uh, uh, gosh, I can't think. But anyway, I'm blanking. Um, yeah. As long as he's not that bad, um, I think he'll. I mean, just his legs alone. Um, and I was listening to a podcast, and I listened to so many that I never remember which one. Um, they're talking about like he's already like, um, you know, 
very comparable to Jalen Hurts. And so like just in like what he's, you know, his his statistics or, you know, and his rushes and that sort of thing. And, you know, he's definitely more accurate downfield. So, I mean, it's it's exciting. I, I traded him away this offseason um, in my only league. I had him um, for Josh Allen. Um, so, oh, like, I don't yeah. hate it. But no, um, I mean, I got more or I had to give up more, of course, but okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, in retrospect, I probably gave up too much. Um, but yeah, whatever. You got to pay up to get, you know, those those types of players. So um, I know Josh Allen is uh, a stud. I don't know that Trey Lance is so. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's the guy though, right? Like if you're in one QB, I mean, he's the guy that you can kind of wait for maybe you draft him and Stafford or, you know, you get a guy who, you know, is going to be able to put up some points, but then you have him as yeah. your, you know, like he's going to be one of the last, like, you know, rushing quarterback that you feel good, you know, has monster upside and, um, maybe fields, I guess, but I don't think he's like yeah. a super running quarterback. So. Yeah, um, I don't think they wanted to be so. Yeah, I mean, you pick uh, pick up Lance with uh, our our show favorite Kirk Cousins somewhere along the way. You know, you yeah, you got a starter, somebody who can be a back end QB one any given week, and then yeah, go for the upside there. Uh, speaking of uh, Brady earlier, we got our, our friend here recovering really truth or was able to move two different Brady shares, one contending, one not for twenty four first straight up, which is solid. Tried in five leagues total, other threes were auto decline. Uh, a 40% hit rate to go and grab a couple of 24 firsts is uh, solid value. I think, what do you think about that bill? Yeah, I think that's, that's actually sounds about right. You know, like I think that, that you're going to get somebody who's a little bit more willing to move a 24 first than a 23 first. So, um, and you know, and they're not going to want to just, the seller's not going to want to give up Brady for a 23 second. I don't think so. Yeah. I think 24 first is actually the, probably the exact thing that you should be doing. Um, nice. Maybe that's something I should have thought of. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's something to consider, honestly, if you need like a player like Brady, because I mean, you know, he's going to have a monster year as long as he stays healthy. Right. So, yep. Um, yeah. I mean, his post 40 stats versus everybody else's career stats is just ridiculous. Like Barry Bonds. Yeah. He's uh, in, in uh, of all the people out there, you know, he's, he's probably the guy that I trust the most to know his body the most and have an accurate uh, and realistic view of what he can do. So if he thinks he can do it at 45, it's hard not to think that he can do it at 45. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're signing up for one year, right? Like, I mean, yeah. odds are he's not going to be back next year. And I mean, 24 first, it could end up being, I mean, arguably it's actually a really good trade if you have Brady as well, because, you know, you're giving up an asset who next year, um, you, isn't going to be on the team yep. for you to get that first. And so they might be starting to, you know, tip a little bit and you might get an earlier first that way. So, um, yeah, that's actually a great, probably a great trade each way. Yep. I like that a lot. Uh, and I'm hoping on the contending team that, uh, that he was a little deeper at quarterback and felt good about doing that. So, um, last kind of quarterback related piece of news here that I had, uh, Mackay Becton out for uh, what looks like to be the season with a, a knee injury, you know, part of what people thought might be a better O-line for Zach Wilson and the Jets. Uh, where, where do you stand on Zach Wilson in general on the second year? Is he going to make a step forward? Does this really 
hurt him a whole lot, the, the right tackle side there, knowing the weapons that he's got now? I mean, it doesn't help, right? Like, I mean, most uh, offensive lines aren't built with depth. Um, so, like, I mean, you see, that's why you see these journeyman tackles just bouncing around the league because people, you know, can't even come up with a, like that third tackle for their team. So, um, yeah, I mean, it can't be a positive thing. I mean, my thoughts on Zach Wilson in general are probably the same as all the other guys with the out, like with the exception of Lance, it's just like, I really don't know. Right. Like, I mean, it's just like, is, is Mac Jones going to take a step forward is, um, you know, fields going to do anything on a, you know, shit team is, um, who am I missing? Isn't there one more? Oh, Trevor Lawrence is Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence yeah. gonna, you know, I mean, I, I expect him. He's probably the one I'm second most confident in. Um, I don't know. I think Zach Wilson might be fourth out of the five for me. Um, but he has just as much chance, you know, second year quarterbacks usually take a pretty good step forward. So, um, you know, he definitely has the weapons. I mean, we've seen this so many times where, you know, we've had these conversations about like Drew Locke or other players that end up getting all these great offensive players around them. And, you know, they couldn't do anything because they're not good. So, um, you know, we'll see. I mean, he was pretty raw. I think people thought he was pretty raw coming in. So, I mean, maybe it is going to take him a year or two. Um, and maybe Becton being out is going to be a positive thing because he's going to have to, you know, let the ball go quicker and process. Yeah. You know, learn maybe learn to, you know, make reads earlier and and that sort of thing. So I don't know. I mean, I'm not super. Like I think I have him on one team. Like, what's yeah. your? Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, the raw. I think raw is a good word for it. As far as the talent, certainly got a, a strong arm. Um, he had flashes, you know, he had a couple of, of big highlight plays last year. But um, yeah, I think some of it comes down to what do you what do you think about Brian Dable and what they're going to be able to put in for the offense there? Can they really replicate some of the success and the the development that they had for Josh Allen in Buffalo? Uh, which I mean, the expectations are sky high. I think. Uh, in New Jersey. So we'll see what really happens. Uh, I love this here too, from really true there. Watch Davis Mills be the third, the best quarterback again, which I forgot totally about possible. Him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's, he's an interesting one too. Like I don't hate adding Kyle Allen to any of my deeper super flex teams, <laughs> just in case, you know, it was yeah. Just, but yeah, I didn't even think about that. Like he might be the third best. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I, I've got Wilson, I think, on two or three teams. Oh, yeah, he's actually my fourth quarterback on the team that I couldn't think of earlier. Um, so we'll see, uh, you know, if he if he makes a step forward, could be some boomer bust weeks. Uh, but, yeah, certainly some good weapons around him. Love they got Brees Hall to relieve a little pressure out of the backfield. And then, uh, you know, uh, good God, well, I can't even think of uh, – Elijah Moore is the only one that's coming to mind because I, I just love Elijah oh, Moore. Garrett Wilson. Uh, but, yeah, I got Garrett Wilson. Um you know, on the other side there and, and definitely going to have some, some opportunities to get each other open. So we'll see, but yeah, like you said, um, you know, maybe it'll force things to speed up a little bit, have to take what's given to him right away instead of trying to extend the play or play hero ball like he was able to do in college. Um, but yeah, moving away from quarterbacks, uh, some, some highlights here from camp for Zeke and Saquon. 
So talking about some older running backs, uh, what do you think about these guys? Uh, you think they where do you think they land this year, inside or outside the top ten for redraft? Uh, for the for the actual draft or for results? For results, yeah. Um, you, you, yeah, I mean, I think Barkley. We we've seen like I've done a few best ball over the summer, and it's um, you know earlier in the summer he was Barkley was going reasonably late. Um, and now he's almost all the way up into the first round now. So like, I think everybody's expectation is like people start, you start to kind of scan the running back uh, landscape and how many of these guys truly get, you know, 70% of the touches, um, yeah. you know, running back touches and he's one of them. So um, I would say just based on what my expectation of volume is and if I'm removing any sort of concern for injury, um, I think that he's in the top 10 for sure. Um, you know, I mean, unless there's some freaky touchdown, um, you know, lack of touchdowns or something for him, but like, yeah, I think that he's for redraft. He's definitely somebody that I'm considering taking, you know, in that top, I don't know, 12 to 14. Um, as for. Uh, Zeke, I think he's starting to become undervalued. Like he's never been a player that I've wanted on any of my teams, honestly, because I, I just rarely would pay up for him because um, there's other players I would have preferred when he got picked. So um, I almost feel like people are so on the Pollard bandwagon now that like he's become mm -hmm. super underrated. And I mean, I understand his ceiling's probably not as, what it once was, but like he's going in like the fourth round now. And it's like, I mean, it seems like a deal to me. So for the both, I mean, for price, I would prefer Zeke, I think, um, between the okay. two, but, but I think that, you know, I think Barkley will finish ahead of Zeke, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like them both. And um, I'm in my getting ready for my uh, oldest redraft home league here. Uh, in, in a couple of weeks and trying to figure out, uh, you know, you always have a couple of folks that are going to be beholden to the name and the brand name. So I'm, I'm curious to see where a couple of these guys will go uh, because of knowing how deep wide receiver is. It's uh, it's a standard league, no PPR. So um, it'll be interesting to see where wide receivers fall. So I'm, I'm really curious. I've got the first pick because uh, I won our, our draft contest last year. Uh, it's two QB, so Josh Allen will be 101. Yeah, that'll be a no-brainer, and then we'll go from there. But uh, I'm really curious to see who will be there at the 2-3 turn uh, when uh, I'm up for my next pick. So uh, I think uh, if Saquon's – I hope he makes it. I hope people are out because maybe they're just a little burnout on him the last couple seasons, and I will definitely take him at the 2-3 if he's there. And if he's not, I won't be sad to wait for the next turn and, and hold out hope and see if Zeke is there around the next turn. Uh, if people get, uh, again, like you said, either on the Pollard bandwagon or, you know, they're tired of not seeing the flashy plays anymore like they saw in the first three seasons with them. Yeah, I mean, especially with, you say it was standard, it's not PPR. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, in those leagues, your running backs go so early that it might be tough. Uh, you might have to grab Zeke in the, well, I mean, you might not get him, honestly. Yeah. Like, either have yeah, to you're in a weird my, spot for my those, 301. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I, I do agree. I think Zeke in, in redraft is, uh, you know, for Scott Fish seeing where he was going in a lot of drafts was super late. 
Yeah, this right here. I, I wasn't sure about this. Both Zeke and Tony Pollard are basically going around the same round in Superflex startups too, which is crazy. Maybe a round apart. Um, I mean, they're only like a year difference in age, aren't they? Like, I mean, Pollard's yeah, it's not 25. much. Maybe, yeah, it might be like eighteen months or something like that. But two two draft classes apart or something. So, uh, but yeah, here's the part of the the news that I was really excited to get to uh, with you here, Bill. Football is officially back for me because Hard Knocks is back. And I could not wait for last Tuesday or for last night to get that first episode. All the teasers are out there, the clips. Um, you know, we saw Josh was out here posting all the Jamal Williams clips mm -hmm. for the breakdown <laughs> and stuff. Um, but yeah, what were your initial thoughts from the first episode as a, as a Lions fan? Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't actually expect to... Um... Like, I understand what Hard Knocks is, right? It's like a hype piece for the NFL. It's, um, you know, I think that they did a pretty good job of kind of covering, like, going over the coaches last night. That was fun, you know. And that actually gets me more excited than the player yeah. portion of it. Um, just to see the, the coaches, and they're all former players. And, um, you know, those are the guys that are going to be around, theoretically, the longest, right, over, compared to the players. So, um so yeah, that was cool to see. Um, you know, I, I like Dan Campbell. He's definitely a guy that if you're a fan of the team, you're gonna like. You know, you like his attitude. He just he's just a, you know, no nonsense dude. But he shows that he cares about the players, and you know, like he's definitely like a player's coach. You know, you can kind of tell that. Yeah. So. Um, well, yeah. I mean, he's out there doing what twenty or thirty up downs and warm ups yeah, with the defense. Forty. Yeah. yeah on a on a bum wrist yeah <laughs> yeah and uh you know he struggled those last four or five but we'll uh i'd have made it like four or five i think so yeah right <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no it's cool you know i mean it's um it's always fun to see like the um you know kind of the inner workings of practices and you know the players you know you knew that uh jamal williams he's got like a big personality so Apparently he's a real funny guy, so like we're gonna probably see a bunch of him over the next however many weeks there are four or five or or whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's yeah. It, it's cool. It's um, you know, I mean, I'm definitely falling prey to the uh, NFL propaganda. Um, you know, like, it was funny because I was at work the other day and I'm talking to um, one of my buddies who works for me, and he's like, uh, I said, you know. At this point in my, you know, life with as a Lions fan, I can be cautiously optimistic, but you know, I'm never going to get too stoked anymore. We're we're just battered fans, and then I watch one episode of Hard Knocks, and now I'm ready to like run through walls, and you know, I'm probably more emotionally <laughs> invested now in the team already, and so they did a good job, um, especially you know, um, for us Lions fans, so. Yeah, it's always fun to see, but cool to see. Uh, you know, I, it, it feels like Dan Campbell fits the city. Um, you look at, uh, they. I think they mentioned it's 80 plus years of NFL experience between their coaching staff, which is pretty wild to see. So if you're talking about a bunch of guys, you're going to relate to the team and really kind of guide them through. Because, uh, of course, they always kind of juxtapose the, the rookies and the brand new guys. Crazy to hear. Hutchinson go up and, and share his signing bonus before he sings a song. And then you got the veterans that are there. 
Um, you know, a guy like Jamal Williams, who, who really, you know, went from a lot of success in Green Bay right down the road to, to Detroit last year and with a three-win team and seeing the passion there, which was pretty cool. So, yeah, I, I like it. I like how they, they do a twist every year. Uh, and it's easy to forget, um, you know, the part of the narration was there's 32 people in the world that have the job title NFL head coach. What an elite group to be a part of and to see, you know, Dan Campbell's progression through that and kind of the what's next and who he was able to learn from. So uh, definitely made me appreciate him more as a coach. Uh, yeah. Hearing some of that. Yeah. That was actually probably the coolest part, you know, it was just him kind of talking about his history and um, you know, Parcells being involved and then um, Peyton saying, Hey, come on and, yep. you know, work for me and I'll teach you everything I know, just like uh, Bill did for me. And, you know, it's just, it shows you like kind of the brotherhood, like once you, it's who you know, right? And um, yep. they've always said that, you know, that's why it's really difficult for, you know, certain people to get get a job or to keep a job, right? Like there's those same guys that keep getting recycled mm -hmm. constantly. And it's just because uh, it's like an old boys club almost. And, you know, I'm, yep. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve this job, but it's, it is, you know, roundabout way they just kind of basically said, you know, <laughs> you know, these, if you're connected to these guys, you're going to get a pretty good chance of getting a job. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, it, the, the industry is built on success. So, uh, you know, they're, totally. they're looking at guys that have been winners. So they're trusting that that success rubs off. And, you know, I see some of what Dan Campbell does and he's an easy guy to, to root for, you know, as far as wanting a guy to have success, seeing the work that he inevitably puts in. Um, I forget which season it was. I think it might've been the LA season when they did uh, both, both the LA teams together and just seeing, you know, the grind that these guys go through uh, is incredible. And then you compare that to, gosh, I remember the Rams back in the day, uh, Jeff Fisher. And it's like, there's, there's a totally different feel in, in the effort that these guys are putting in there. Even uh, Bill O'Brien, you know, I can appreciate some of what Bill O'Brien did with the Texans in their season, but, uh, but yeah, really cool to see that. And then this is a great question to end out the hard knocks part. The end of four week series, who walks away with a perennial hard knocks bump in value? Uh, Ridley Truther says DJ Chark. Um, agree, disagree. You have another name in mind? Yeah, I mean, I think that Chark is going to be probably. I mean, he has the most room, right, for a bump anyway. Um, so I think yeah. that he's a good one. Um, Jamal Williams probably also just because he's endearing, and I think that people will, you know, emotionally bump him up. Um, and, you know, if you look back, I mean, he had 800 yards rushing last year. So, I mean, it's not like he was just some – I mean, granted, Swift was out for a bit. But, um, you know, he can't – he's a – I mean, I've been trying to add him everywhere, but even before this. <laughs> but um, he seems to go really late in uh, best balls. So, that's why I uh, – Nice. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, I think I think Chark is probably the right answer here. Um, maybe even Goff if the – yeah. If the, um, you know, things start clicking and, um, you know, you see the receivers all doing well, I think that that automatically is going to lead you to go, well, maybe Jared Goff. I mean, especially in yeah. Dynasty, you might go, well, he's still only 27 years old. It's not like, you know, he's an old quarterback. So he's, is he worth the risk? Like, yep. what do you Number pay, one overall what do you pick? pay for him right now? Like uh, two seconds, maybe? Like, yeah. And if he, he could end up being the Lions quarterback for the next seven years. Like we don't know. And 
Um, so I don't know. He's, he's a, he's an intriguing one that like now might be the time. If you have any inkling of, of the Lions having a good offense this year, he might be the guy, but I, I think Chark is the right answer. Yeah. My mind immediately went to golf. I'm thinking there's only so many slow-mo spirals with the hard knocks music in the background that I can watch before thinking I gotta, I gotta get that guy somewhere. So yeah, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. That's a good question. That's a fun one. Um, well, cool. We've got a few from uh, a few tweets from the timeline here. We can jump into uh, get some reactions here to a couple of trade trade polls that we've got. And then uh, yeah, we'll see where we are after that. So uh, the first one here comes from Chris Molina at Chris Mo 2413. Dalton Schultz is being taken about 50 spots behind the tight end three Kyle Pitts. He's the much better value in redraft. They're both in the same tier, but uh, Dalton Schultz was the tight end three last year with Amari Cooper leaving town. And Kyle Pitts was the tight end six with a worse QB and Drake London coming to town. Uh, there's a lot to pick apart in this bill. Uh, the first, first statement is, uh, is Dalton Schultz the better value than Kyle Pitts in redraft? Um, yeah, I'm not sure I'm going to say yes here. Um, I don't know. It, it's like, I just don't necessarily think that Dalton Schultz has like a monster ceiling, right? Like, so you, you have kind of have to weigh, like, I, I'm not drafting Dalton Schultz, honestly. Like, I feel like he's, overhyped at this point like i don't necessarily know that his um volume goes up automatically just because of the loss of amari um i I, i'm probably the wrong guy like i just don't i don't see it i would rather i'm not sure i'm going for either of them depending i mean but who's the better value (laughs) um (laughs) I don't know. I just, I feel like Pitts has tight end one upside, right? Like yep. you can pick apart any of those top five um, tight ends and there's something you can argue against each of them. Um, and so like the thing that changed the least is probably uh, Dalton Schultz, right? Like, so the next tier down, um, I don't agree. They're in the same tier. Um, better value. I would, God, I don't know. Like, cause for me, Dalton Schultz, would I rather want Dalton Schultz or wait a couple more rounds and get like Dallas Goddard, like, or something yep. like that. You know what I mean? Like, I feel Schultz is so hyped up compared yep. to like what I think his ceiling is. Um, you know, he was the tight end three, but what was he in points per game? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know the yep. answer to that. Um, so I don't like to take yep. accumulation stats rankings. Um, I would much, I think I would prefer Pitts over um, Dalton Schultz uh, at their price. Um, yeah, they were they were both very similar in points per game. Schultz uh, in the TA four league I'm looking at came out at just shy of 16, and Pitts came out just ahead of, of 15. So okay. within a point per game, uh, but Pitts had a thousand yards and one and touchdown. One touchdown versus, right? Yeah, versus Schultz yeah. who had didn't quite hit 800 yards and six touchdowns. And he might always have more touchdowns than Pitts, but at the same time, Pitts was so like, you know, he did not get the expected touchdowns that, you know, so you add another, even though he scores three more touchdowns, you know, that's 18 points. That's an extra point per game. So, um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I just I think that I would much rather Pitts. I, but I'm not drafting either of those guys in redraft. Yeah. Um, I'm either going. I'm actually I'm I'm going tight end late this year. Um, yeah. Personally. So yeah, I sorry, I, I could be tempted by Andrews. Uh, that's all right. No. Uh, yeah, it is true. Once you get outside of maybe the top two or three, which even for redraft, right? I mean, Kelsey's got to be in in the top top spot for redraft still with Tyreek leaving still Mahomes it's yep. one season uh we'll see what happens with Andrews Hollywood's out but you know is Bateman gonna step in uh is Swift gonna or not Swift is Dobbins gonna come back healthy and are they gonna revert back to more running again um and then you get to like Pitts and uh that's about it right yeah, and Pitts, then after Kittle, those three Waller yeah like those yeah, are you start stair stepping yourself down though it's it's the opposite of what I do when I'm looking at like buying a new car like I say, my budget's this number, but hey, if I go up a few thousand, I can get to this trim level. But I'm going to spend this few thousand. I might as well go up to this next size of yeah. vehicle. And then all before you know it, you've doubled the cost of your car, right? And this tight end's like the opposite. You can talk yourself down from the tight end three or four and then talk yourself into being happy, like you said, with you know a Goddard, a Gasicki, something like that. And even from there, you can. I think there are people that are talking themselves out of it into going like volume with you know, Cole Komet and a. Uh, Couple guys like him later on, Cole Komet, Noah Fant, and maybe like a uh, Fryermuth or something like that. It's like, oh yeah, screw, it. I'll just play the matchups. Well, and look at like how close. Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure that Kittle is going in like the fifth round right now, and and so like, I would much rather have Kittle in the fifth round than um, than Schultz, like where he's going, and. I think, which is a sixth. So like, I would yeah. much rather have like a tight end, like, you know, people believe is the best tight end overall in football, you know, and an offense that you at least trust the coach. Um, you know, there are question marks. Absolutely. But I don't know. I, I hate looking at last year <laughs> and just um, uh, adding more volume because somebody else left. Like, I think that's a fool's errand. And um, yeah. Uh, so but I can see the thought process too. Like, um, but yeah. I just, yeah, I'm just not going to spend a pick. <laughs> There's so many other players I would rather in that area. So it's just, nah. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. It's uh, I could see some of the shock value when people are reading that and some of the, the visceral reaction people had when they saw that uh, he thought Schultz and Pitts are in the same tier. And then that Schultz was the better value. So uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully Chris, you get the guy that you want. Hopefully you get, uh, some of the guys in the earlier rounds that you get instead of Pitts this year, and uh, we'll see what happens with Schultz. So uh, let's go to the next one here from DH47, uh, D Heaton underscore 47, the 12 team PPR dynasty. Would you rather have Brees Hall or Travis Etienne in a 23 second? Mm. I think I. I mean, I don't necessarily think that Brees Hall is as good as people think he is, um, which. So I think I'm OK taking the ETN in the second. I don't know value wise that's right, um, but like I feel like ETN's going to be, you know, he's going to be catching passes. He might not be the uh, between the tackles guy, but like I feel like he has some upside and he was super hyped last year. Um, not a guy I drafted at all. Um, yep. And actually the same with Brees Hall. Um, but Brees Hall was much more expensive. Um, yeah, I'm, a, I, I think I'm okay with ETN in a second because I don't really necessarily think that 
Um, I know that ETN's getting the high value touches. I'm not sure I am sold that Brees Hall is. You know, you still have Michael Carter, who's a good receiving back. I'm not sure yep. that they're going to be a, a t- either team is going to be leading often. Um, so, I mean, you, you want the receiving back, the sh- the definite receiving back, you know, I think. So, yeah, yeah, I think I, I think I'm I mean, I think it's probably. F- I bet you Brees Hall is probably still the value if you do calculators or look at ADP and that sort of thing. But I think I'm OK. I mean, especially if I think that it's kind of a lesser team getting an early second, early ish second um in 23 i think i'm totally fine doing that but i probably yeah, I, uh agree. uh it's it's actually very close uh i think it was further apart when it started um and i think Brees hall was behind quite a bit when i voted early on and then he came back to to win out in this poll 52 to 48 percent so basically uh-huh. the same um yeah i think uh, i I am still a little concerned about uh, the injury to ETN last year, the foot injury and seeing how he bounces back. And the seconds, um, yeah, I know we all are expecting 23 to be a loaded class and it's possible to, you know, find great value in the second. Uh, but uh, I think I, I go with the value in Brees Hall and then, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with him this year and running backs as they go through their first, second season, if they have any kind of semblance of success, uh, even look at where Javante is from last year uh, and the the value he has. Um, you know, some people are trying to detract a little bit with um, Melvin Gordon being back, but you've got just as big of a crowd on the other side reminding folks that Melvin Gordon is 29 years old. You know, he's he's there to, you know, spell Javante more than anything else. And I think you could probably still get, you could get this same kind of trade, I think, into the season if you wanted to and you wanted to get out of Brazil for some reason. Um, or you wanted to pivot to the pick, but, uh, but yeah, I, I went pretty quickly to Brees Hall Probably that's probably my bias and that I, I have him in three or four leagues as well. Uh, and I have exactly zero ETN. I think I inherited him on one team, uh, and traded him as quickly as I could for like a late first this year. Yeah. And I could be falling for the hype too. Right. Like, I mean, I'm not, I don't have a share of either of these guys. So like, okay. to be clear, so your like, objective. I I'm, I'm indifferent like, I mean, I would, I would rather, you know, of course I would rather Brees Hall than, um, than ETN straight up. Um, and maybe, maybe, you know, kind of thinking about it, that's probably still the case even with a second, but like, I I can see going with that side just because I'm not necessarily sure that I'm confident enough that Brees Hall is going to out point Mm. ETN, you know? Yeah. And so I, I feel like because their ranges are similar, I think, um, that, just getting anything extra that I'm okay with. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not necessarily sure either of these guys I'm, I'm hunting to add, especially with Becton, you know, like that's a concern, um, you know, like, and they're just not going to be playing from, you know, playing in neutral or, uh, leads often. I don't think. Yeah. Not, not with the bills, not with Belichick. Yeah. Yeah. But like you said, at least ETN is uh, more likely to catch more passes. Uh, be in when they need to be in the hurry up offense or stay on for a couple extra downs. So um, there's another one with uh, ETN again, 14 team this time, ETN, Garrett Wilson, your hometown favorite, Amon Ross St. Brown. Maybe he gets that bump. 
Or on the other side, we have Javante and Devonta Smith. Well, I have zero Amon Raz on any of my rosters, I think. <laughs> maybe, or maybe one, but um, not many. So I'm not uh, highly invested. Uh, people are just paying a lot for him right now. And it's just like, I can't get behind it. I just, you know, it's kind of like um, Ingram, Evan Ingram, um, his rookie year. Like, it was just like, yeah, you can argue, like, he still performed. However, it was such a, you know, you were the only option. And, yeah. you know, and so, like, that's why you put up those big numbers. And I'm just not necessarily sold that he's anything beyond, like, a wide receiver three. Um, so, um just the way I've been building teams, like I just don't pay up for running backs though. So it's like, like I think Javante, especially like right now, you know, there's like talk of um, um, Melvin actually hobbled up a little bit. I think yesterday or today um, he is old. Um, so Javante is interesting. Um, he looked really good last year. Um, now to say he's going to be as efficient as he was last year, if he got all the touches, that's probably not the case, right? Like, so, um, although it looks like Drew might contest that. Um, so, I don't know. I, I think that, like, I mean, Garrett Wilson and Devonta Smith are reasonably close to me. Um, yep. So, it would be Etienne and Amon Ra or Javante. And I just feel like Javante has way more value um, to me, um, I think. So, I think I go the Javante side. Um, but... Like, actually, probably, I'm probably wrong on the value side, but I think for the players, I would prefer those two. Yeah, um, I, I get it's 14 teams, so everything's a little bit uh, deeper. You're spread thin. Um, so I can see the draw to getting the extra depth there. But I, I'm with you as far as I think this is, if you're the Amon Ra side, I think this is a great trade to throw out there and try to consolidate some talent. And then you can pick up or you can get uh, that third wide receiver or that second wide receiver back super cheap somewhere else if you need to down the line. So, yeah, yeah I was doing similar math as you, Bill, that I think Javante is easily equal to ETN Amon-Ra. Uh, and then, yeah, Devonte versus Devonta Smith, who had a thousand yard season last year. Um, you know, I think he he and Garrett Wilson will be uh, close, like you said. And yeah, I'll take the guy that's got a year of experience, has a year of rapport with this quarterback. Um, so yeah, I, I would take the Javante side pretty quickly. Uh, although uh, we were outdone here on the poll, sixty-two to thirty-eight. Um, which uh, I think if if you have a team that has Etienne, a young rookie wide receiver, and a guy like Amon Ross St. Brown, or a guy like uh, you know maybe Gabe Davis still has some of that hype in your league, and you can move uh, that package to get a solid duo and somebody who should be a top 12 dynasty running back asset for the next couple of years. Um, I would feel pretty good about it, but yeah, I, I did not put this into a calculator to see what the, what the scales uh, say, but uh, I think we're on the same page there as far as where, where we'd uh, put our chips. So like, I think that like just thinking out the, or talking about like Devonta Smith versus uh, Garrett Wilson, like we're kind of hoping Garrett Wilson does exactly what Devonta Smith did last year. Right. And he's running into the same situation kind of, I mean, if we believe that yeah. Elijah Mitchell is still the stud 
that they're saying he is in camp, just like they did last year, you know, like, and he's going to end up being the guy. Well, then they're falling into the same situation, right? Because you have A.J. Brown in front of yep. Devonta, and then you just hope yep. that they open up, you know, open stuff up for the other guy. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think that – I think that uh, Devonta Smith might be undervalued at the moment. So I think this – just in a lot of ways, this is a good trade. Um, yeah. I'm actually putting it in the um, – Trade DLF or, or DTC, nice. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of like who who would you need to replace Amon Ra with to make you take that side? Who in a similar well, we're tier, way like, off that's... in value according to that. Like, I mean, we're almost not giving. Like, they have ETN very close to Javante. Wow, like that's okay. how far he's moved up. Um, wow. We're almost giving up a first of value. Wow. Yeah. It's like, so if you're in a league with me and bill, <laughs> like you could take Amon Rao, put in a 23 second. So you'd have ETN and Garrett Wilson. Oh, you'd have ETN Garrett Wilson in a second for Javante and Devonta. And that would be equal. That'd be close. Yeah. Maybe close. Okay. Still skewed toward the ETN side? Slightly, yeah. Okay. You might have to throw and a third onto the uh, Devonta side or Javante. Good God. Okay. I feel so like that's, I, I just feel like I don't agree with that. And I, I mean, I've gotten to that. I think as I've removed myself, you know, I'm not doing the podcasts and I'm not nearly as active on Twitter and um, things like that. Like, I've really started to buy more into my personal values and not get, um, you know, I guess I don't manipulate is not the right word. Just, just get, um, you know, have bias by seeing, you know, everybody else's opinion. And I see like, okay, this is what, like, I'm going to make the decision I feel is the best for my team. And so I, I think sometimes we can fall into that rut where we get so, well, you know, we know what ADP is or we know what, uh, like, Dynasty trade calculator or DLF tells you, and um, that can almost be a crutch. That's, uh, but you seem to be doing a good job of removing yourself from it and completely disagreeing <laughs> with it. So uh, maybe that was just my weakness. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that I feel like there's a big difference between ETN and Javante, and they're saying there's just a, um, like what's the percentage difference? Like five percent difference or something like that? Well, it's basically uh, like a twenty-three second. So I mean, we're almost talking okay. about like so. They're saying Javante is similar value to um, if we're going to use our last trade, um, almost the same as uh, uh, Brees Hall. Wow. Do you know what I mean? If we're just going, yeah, um, going kind of with yeah, the, and I uh, I would have uh, definitely preferred to have Javante for the one on one if I had any any league mates that would have given me Javante uh, where I had the one-on-one, uh, that would have been instant accept. And that yeah, was, uh, I, think, I think, I think I agree. Yeah. I, yeah. I think with, with Russ there, um, you know, that changes the complexion of that team. Uh, I think they'll have more games, which, I mean, that's just going to be a fun division to watch in general. So, I don't think the run's ever going to not be an option because they're just going to be trying to trade blows with 
Chargers and the Chiefs, and I mean the Raiders are no are no pushover either. So yeah, um, yeah, give me give me Javante on a team that's going to have to go all out to try to put points up on the board. There aren't going to be too many defensive struggles in that division, and really in the NFL in general, there aren't a whole lot of weeks that are a defensive struggle uh, unless you're you know Bill Belichick really just clamping down to you know give yourself the three percent chance to win that game when you're totally outgunned. I feel like you, uh, you you spoke with emotion there. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I just I feel like I, f- I think I, I agree with you. I think that that's the right the right thing. But I mean, I guess if you're if you're a big Amon Ra believer, you know, like I can I can see where this might like I think that's where our values aren't lining up with calculator, right? So yeah, um, I think that that's kind of where. Uh, maybe the disconnect is. So um, if you're a big Amon Ra believer, then maybe it's the other direction for you, um, especially because yeah. you feel like you're almost getting a first round pick in return for free. Um, so uh, yeah, I think that this is actually a really good trade for um, that could be consummated in a lot of leagues, right? Because you're going to have yeah. people on both sides of that. So, yep, I would believe so. And then, yeah, I mean, getting back to the lions, right. If you're an Amon Ra, believer i mean you're expecting a lot of jared goff then to support dj chark amon Ra, tj hawkinson and then at some point jameson william presumably coming back from injury and being a part of that offense and a contributor um which i mean sure he should have a lot of attempts because maybe we expect the lines to be trailing more games than not but uh to be able to support multiple uh receivers and fantasy assets like that uh, that's that's I think implicitly saying you believe something about Jared Goff. I think I'm going to be going to make some offers after uh, the show. Um, <laughs> I have zero Goff um, because yeah, I've never same. believed he's a good quarterback. But um, maybe I'll let my Lions bias kick in and uh, at least get <laughs> one share of them. So, hey, before you know it, the next time you're on the show, you'll be wearing a Goff jersey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, if, if I had a Stafford jersey, I could just change it to uh, Jameson now because he's getting yeah. the, uh, number nine. I saw that. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, any, any feelings? Oh, yeah. I yeah. didn't know if uh, the number nine was sacred to uh, to Detroit if it's too soon to, to pass that well, on. Only for the Red Wings. Uh, that's Gordie Howe. So, uh, <laughs> um, none of the other sports. Oh, man. Uh, I'm so sorry. I just missed what uh, – <laughs> Politically correct. I'm not sure what Ridley Truther was uh, referring to there. So I don't know if that was you or me trying to be politically correct. Um, I don't feel like that's either of us, but. Uh, never know. Uh, anyhow. <laughs> end, of, end of the year, if Phil doesn't have shares, he'll be offended. Okay. Oh, geez. I'll be a, um, yeah, a uh, Lions guffender. So. Oh, my gosh. I this think that's uh, our cue. I think this is yeah. our cue. Um, this is this is why we miss Josh here. But uh, Bill, so glad to have you on. Uh, I missed it on the front end, but uh, if folks do want to connect with you at all, uh, what are a couple of ways they can get a hold of you or find you out there on the interwebs? Yeah, I still um, check my Super Duper Flex Twitter uh, space, so or, or Twitter handle, I guess, or whatever you want to call it, account. Um, Twitter. So I still Twitter. Um, yeah, I mean, 
I'm just not that active really anymore, but people are still tagging me with questions and stuff and I'm happy to answer. Um, you know, I'm not nearly as educated or as in tune with all of the news, but um, maybe I'm more clear of thought with that. I don't know. Um, so uh, yeah, feel free to hit me up or, uh, or not. That's fine. And um, you know, I always have a good time on here. Got two good dudes on this show. So, um, you know, it's always a pleasure to be back here. You can always find Bill uh, secretly lurking in the fantasy timeline chat still. Yeah. The FTC. So if you want to hit us up there, uh, get some of his uncensored, maybe politically incorrect thoughts. uh, That's where to find them. So just uh, either tag one of us on Twitter or Josh or uh, the fantasy timeline handle and we'll we'll get you added there it's an open group that's got a bunch of fun folks in it going through all sorts of football stuff non-football stuff uh probably tmi as you scroll through but it's a lot of fun great league that we've got uh with some folks there uh that listen to the show as well so uh just a huge thank you bill for stepping in here uh thank you for making good on your commitment as we transitioned last year to being available when uh, when we needed you this would have been painfully uh sure and succinct had I had to carry uh, what we had here on the show sheet. So always good to see you, brother. Thank you for coming on here. Uh, thank you uh, to the folks in the chat, Recovering Really Truth, or Weekly Staple. Love seeing uh, your commentary and your thoughts, some good questions to, to provoke some conversation, and help us get to uh, the end of the show here as well. And of course, uh, if you have an opportunity to, please uh, go ahead and uh, rate and review on whatever platform you're on. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, subscribe, hit the bell there so you know when we're going live, which is typically every Wednesday, 9 Eastern. Um, and then also you can subscribe to the DAP Network as well. We've got uh, a plethora of shows there and folks that are doing some really great work and some fun stuff. Uh, actually hoping to see a few of them out up in Canton this week. Uh, I know you talked about possibly getting out there, Bill, but maybe another year. Uh, but excited to see some folks uh, up in Canton at the uh, Expo. So. We'll see how that goes. Uh, if I'm not back on the show next Wednesday, you know that it went well. And uh, <laughs> too well. <laughs> a little too well, you know, flashback to like a, a dude, where's my car kind of moment. But uh, yeah, so thank you for hanging out with us here. If you're listening on the podcast, uh, thank you for taking an hour out of your day and listening to us on your commuter. Hopefully we made some traffic feel like it was moving faster than it really was. But uh, for old time's sake, Bill, uh, we are out of here. Late.